y'all doing on this beautiful Friday or whenever you may be watching this. Hope y'all are doing well and feeling good because you are now tuned in to Truth Carpet with your East Coast, West Coast Duo Love Loud LLC. It is I, Simone Loud, and she is Shakita Banana. Remember Priscilla used to always say stuff with her nose? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm about to say, we ain't heard Shakita Banana in, yeah, in a very long time. Some people probably don't even know who that is. It's the sunshine coming through the skies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am Unique Love, Simone's best friend, the other half of Love Lot LLC. And Shakita we- Banana is from... What that just said season two or did that season it one? Started two? As, I think it started in season two. I don't honestly I don't remember. Just one day she used it and she stuck, stuck with, it. with it. That's my podcast persona, y'all. Ooh, cha cha. Oh yeah, name should be cha cha. Chiquita banana and cha cha. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's cute though. I guess I'm Chiquita Banana and Cha Cha now, I guess. Yeah. Anywho, welcome to another episode. Super excited that y'all are tuning in. Hopefully we have more listeners because I know more folks have been reaching out and letting us know that they've been enjoying the show. So yes. if you are new to the Truth Carpet, hey. welcome. And we have new subscribers too, which is so exciting. That is very exciting. So exciting. Welcome. Thank you for subscribing and hitting that notification bell so you know what's popping. Okay. But before we jump into the show, for those of you that don't know, we got to check in and let y'all know how we's doing. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. I think you can tell by my smile. We should have the gloves over here because this is so nice. We should have, but they're kind of tall and I don't want it to block nothing. I bought some tulips, y'all. They're yellow and they match the seeds. Yes, if you know me, <laughs> know me. My real favorite color is yellow, even though I've been telling the world it's pink. For, for a very long time. So if you're new, my favorite color is pink, and hers is, I was about to say yellow. It's definitely not yellow. It's, well, it's, it's yellow green. and blue mixed together, which is green. <laughs> but I also love yellow, so I'm doing great. I don't know if it's like the effect of the sun, because you know, winter depression, and then when the sun comes out, it's like... It like, was a beautiful day today. It was a beautiful, a beautiful day. day in neighborhood. It was like 70 today. I went outside and took a walk for a break at work. I was so excited. Yes. I was like, let me get out this little stuffy in here. Let me go outside where the sun is at. It's too nice to not go outside and stretch my legs. Right. But it's I've been I've been really good, no complaints this week. Everything felt like it was just like smooth sailing. So I don't know if it's because I've been, like I said last podcast, been speaking up for myself, feeling confident in myself. Or if it's the weather, it could be both. Hey, but I ain't complaining. Right. And I'm, I'm complaining, complaining over here. Can you see my hair? Look at her hair. It's the same wig I've been wearing, but I cut it. She she did her own do. She fit the do. Let her know how you feeling it. Ooh, woo. <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't like it, I'm going to throw it away. If y'all like it, I'm going to keep it. I'm gonna it's keep cute. It. I yeah. think she did a good job. Thank you. Thank you. I like it. I use it. I am, I'm okay. This week was a, it was a little exhausting for me. This was a stressful week. I had a long week. It's been a long month. Okay. It's been a long month. Slowly but surely coming down to a close for the month of March. But I want to say for me, as far as me being exhausted this week, I want to say that I'm proud of myself for not allowing myself 
to beat myself up for not getting as many things done as I wanted to because I was too tired. Like I had you had uh, a to-do list? I had a to-do list and I was determined to get it done. Especially when it came to editing the podcast. Like I have a schedule of okay, I'm gonna be done on this day, I'm gonna do this on this day. But I was so tired <laughs> that I had to push some things back a couple days. And I was just like, I I can't. Mm-hmm. I need to wrap my mind around the next day. Right. <laughs> what I have and to do she tomorrow. Makes up so early. I do, y'all. Now that the time has changed, I'm waking up before the sun. It's so hard for me to wake up when the time changes. I don't know why. I like waking up to the sun in my window, but I think I enjoy more being able to get off work and the sun is still out and I could yeah. still, you know, take a nice little walk home after work. Mommy called me on a video two days ago. She was so happy leaving work with the sun still out. I was. You know, she usually like works like I said, 16 hours a day. <laughs> um, but it's like 11. And she had her tulips, and she was just so, she just called me because she was just so happy. I was so happy that the sun was still out, and I could walk home. Right. I'm sure a lot of y'all can relate to that. It wasn't too cold. It was a a nice amount of of breeze. Mm -hmm. The sun was out, and as I was walking home, I walked past the flower shop, and I was like, oh my goodness, I want to buy those tulips. And I did. And buying those flowers made me happy. Walking home made me happy. And that was literally the highlight of my day. Actually, the highlight of my week, to be honest. Uh-huh. Aside from being able to record this podcast with my best friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yeah. yeah, that made me happy. Uh-huh. Flowers make her happy. They do. They make her happy. Specifically tulips. Me too. I'm talking to my, I'm talking to my husband right now. Tulips, baby. <laughs> tulips. Thank you. Speak <laughs> it. Speak it. Yeah, I'm glad that we're both doing good. It's a happy Friday. Happy weather. Happy vibes. Happy love loud. Okay. <laughs> and since we have checked in, for those of you that don't know, now it's time for me to give you the rundown for today's show. The rundown. <laughs> So first up in the icebreaker, we are going to be pulling oracle cards and letting you know (laughs) what they mean to us. And if you haven't been on an episode with us, we pull oracle cards. It's very um, intriguing and interesting. So make sure you tune in for that. Then up next in Suite 223, we have another fellow CAU brother, fellow friend coming in to spit some poetry by the name of Josh. Can't wait to have y'all hear the fire that he is going to spit. Then in our hot topic segment, super, 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 super excited about the guest that we have. We have a- Super D-Duper. Here she go talking during the rundown again, y'all. I'm not used to this. (laughs) (laughs) We have a member of our S-Fam sister from another, Mr. Miss Natasha Howard coming in to speak to us about mentorship and her mentorship program. We're going to be talking about people that have mentored us, what mentorship means to us, and why it's important to give back, y'all. I cannot wait for y'all to hear this segment. Uh, my heart is full. Then after that, we're going to continue into the dorm story segment with our good S fam sister yes. to discuss mentors that we've had in our lives and how it has changed our lives. And then, of course, if you stay tuned in all the way to the end, we have some announcements for y'all to tune into so you can know what's going on with Love Loud LLC. Could be giveaway, could just be, you know, just want to give y'all some love. Okay. <laughs> And that is the rundown for today's episode. And without further ado, 
we are going to continue into the icebreaker. Oh gosh. Let go. Let's go. Hey guys, it's time for another icebreaker. I just want to say if people are new to um our podcast, we do have new subscribers. Simone and I met SEAU. And I remember Simone because we were the last to play an icebreaker during our freshman orientation. So that's why we play an icebreaker before we get into, you know, the other parts of our podcast. So this is very true. And I I lost. (laughs) (laughs) But anywho, we're we're best friends. That's all that matters. So today we are going to pull Oracle, right? Yes, we are. Oracle cards. cards. And like Moni said earlier, we're going to share what the message is on the card and what it means to us. For those who do not know what an Oracle card is, it's just a divine message on the card. Um, We used to pull them more often, but I find that we haven't been pulling them often lately. I don't know if you're doing your own life. Yeah, but um, I haven't been pulling them as often, but they get like good messages, um, motivation, encouragement, things like that. And it's kind of like, between Moni and I, it's funny because sometimes they like relate with one another. Right. <laughs> um, but separately, like when we pull them separately, it will, it's kind of like what I need, that, that boost of energy um, and that message that um, kind of correlates to what I'm going through in life. So we're going to pull one Oracle card each read it aloud and then share what that means for us in that moment right now um and just take a listen yes and for those of you that are interested in the oracle deck that we are pulling from it is the universe has your back created by gabrielle bernstein or bernstein but the universe has your back (laughs) right i remember that book oh my gosh but yes that's the oracle deck that we are pulling from from today okay so the universe is telling you to cut this go ahead and cut it if that's what the universe is telling you to do, you know, you better do this. I pulled two. She definitely pulled two. What? I'm like, what should I do? All right, I'm going to read both. When I accept the love of the universe as my primary teacher, I will always be guided back to the light. It's funny because one one passage is here and one is down there when i lean on certainty and faith i change my mind about the world i see hmm. that's read, read, read both of them again i'm gonna read them as one card <laughs> <laughs> when i accept the love of the universe as my primary teacher i will always be guided back to the light when i lean on certainty and faith I changed my world. Sorry, I changed my mind about the world I see. Mm. Right. Hey, I've been in such, I've been in a slump, kind of like the whole January and, and some of February. There was a certain light that was in that February, but it was just like complaining, complaining, complaining me about my own life, just how things were going. But then I started to like change my perspective. Like I said earlier, speak up for myself. And, and pinpoint and highlight those things that were not going right. And I felt a tug back from the episode what we had with um, Prince 
like I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to jeopardize anything or and bring up you know push somebody else under the bus for like spilling out what was said like just like try not to mess up anything but I had to do what was right for me and the universe was telling me that something was wrong the universe was telling me there's something better for me out there the universe was telling me I'm not like like what I'm thinking and what I know I believe and that I desire and um, deserve for myself is right. So speak up for yourself and go for those things. That's what I feel from this. And just like changing my mind about the world. The world is the world is what it is. Like there was never a such thing, so they say, as bad. Us humans made the, the bad exist. It's always good. So it's about your perspective and how you see things. Like you can look at the the flower, the plants. Like I told you, my mom had taken these plants um, that were dying because this place was getting rid of plants. And they're like, oh, get rid of these plants. They're not doing well. All the plants needed was a little sunshine, love, talking to. I, I named it Juicy. It's <laughs> juicy. A big, it's a big um, peace lily plant. So I named it Juicy, like Juicy Couture. Give it some sunshine, some water, and some love. And just the next day, it like perked up the the leaves that were dead are gone like it's just such a beautiful plant and that's how we have to do with our lives just change our perspective what be warded by those who love us those around us and say dad you're okay give us some encouragement you're not wrong speak up for yourself love yourself and then do that same watering to ourselves and then look at how bright everything else will be so it's crazy, like literally one paragraph up here, one down there, and I just read them together, and I, I feel they like did. they flow right into each other. It was yeah. good for you to pick up both of them together. Right. I like that. All right, let me go in here. I'm going to do a shuffle one more time. Do what it tells you to do. Let's see. All right. <laughs> one more time. All right, it says, the more energy and intention I bring to my faith, the more fearless and free I am. One more again for the people in the back. (laughs) The more energy and intention I bring to my faith, the more fearless and free I am. This is speaking to me because I have literally for the past few weeks or so been putting more thought into how I can be more intentional with what I want to do and where I want to go. How exactly am I going to get there? Because I've realized that I'm at a point in my life where I can't just make decisions just to make them. Like my next move has to be my best move. And I want to ensure that I'm making the best decision for me, not based off what anybody else has to say about it. I have been trying to have more control over my anxiety and not being scared of the things that I know that I'm capable of. Same thing going back to the episode that we have with Prince, just understanding my worth and knowing what I desire that I am capable of, of the things that I deserve in this world, that I'm capable yeah. of doing them and being able to have them in my life. So, yes, and deserving and deserving, putting more energy into just walking by faith and, and not by sight. 
like just knowing that I'm headed in the right direction because oftentimes I have these moments where I do wonder, am, am I in the right place? Yes, I have to remind myself I'm in the right place at the right time, surrounded by the people that I'm supposed to be surrounded with, learning the lessons that I'm meant to learn right now. That's going to help project me into the next phase of what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So, which is why I continue to meditate every morning to put myself in a certain state of mind to push me forward into my day. And I've also been trying to put new ways into like my evening routine. Like I have a, a routine that if I don't do it when I come in the house, it like literally just throws off my vibe, like coming in, lighting a candle, turning on my lamp, turn on a certain vibe of music and unwinding for the day just so I can have a certain type of mood when I go to bed. So yeah. it's just like how I started in my day definitely has a play in on how I, I I just move as a person. So, and it helps me to be more free in order for me to be fearless and feel free to do what I desire and know that without a doubt in my mind, I, I can do it. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, I can do it. So yes, one last time, the more energy and intention I bring to my faith, the more fearless and free I am. And I definitely feel like I've been moving in this direction of being more fearless and free as a person. Yeah. Faith is an easy word to say out loud, but it takes a lot for somebody to have it. And it's it's funny though, because nothing's guaranteed. You you don't know if you're if it's gonna be a flood that just washes everything away, a fire that just burns everything that you own away. Like if something tragic, like anything, it takes anything faith to know that you're still gonna have a job tomorrow, your breath tomorrow, like your car is gonna be out there tomorrow. Like, you know, like nothing's set in stone, nothing's promised. So everything takes faith. So just for us to even be scared of anything other than these basic things that we are used to every day, it's crazy to me. But what they say, all you need is a little faith. Right. The, just the a little bit, must to see. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and even with that, having this side of the mercy, just I think that ties into just doing it scared. Like there's going to be some type of fear that's going to lie in things that are unknown to us in regards to what we want to do. We don't know what the outcome is going to be, but nothing's guaranteed. Exactly. So like even sometimes I think just the other day I was sitting and I was thinking like what my next move is going to be, and I thought back to just a year ago when I was trying to figure out what my next move was going to be. And I ended up getting this job, moving to New York. Like, it feels like it happened overnight, like the way that everything had happened with me deciding this is what I want to do. This is what I need to do it. This is who I need to reach out to. These are the steps that I need to take. And what was meant to be, it happened regardless. So whether I felt like it took too long for me to do it, it happened when it was supposed to. So, yes. You go, best friend. You, you go, go, best you friend. Go <laughs> and that's it for our icebreaker segment. If you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed this part of our podcast, let us know below. Um, and Moni already shared the information for the Oracle card. Yes. The universe has your back. It for does. those of you that may have fast forwarded and missed the name of the deck that we were using, do better. <laughs> <laughs> next segment we are going into suite two two three and i cannot wait for y'all to hear this next 
poet speak. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Suite 223. We are here with another amazing guest. We have our friend, another friend from the illustrious Clark, Clark Atlanta University. University. I mean, yeah. it just breathes talent. It just breathes talent. Hey, Josh, welcome. This is Josh. He is a creator, a writer, a beat maker, a singer. Like, what doesn't he do? He just does everything. <laughs> Silly TikTok videos, just like an yeah. amazing heart, fun to be around. Welcome to our podcast, Josh. Thank you all for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you all, man. It's good, good to see you. Yeah, yes, good to see you been, too. It's been so long since hey, we see you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> How have you yeah. been? I've been well, man. I can't complain at all. I mean, I could, but wouldn't nobody care? <laughs> no. <I'm> just, <laughs> We all could complain about something. Right. <laughs> no, in all serious, man, I'm very blessed and I'm very thankful. Life is going well. Just looking forward to the future. Got uh, blessings on blessings, man, honestly and sincerely. So I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to be here and excited to talk to you all and share what I've been up to and share some awesome poetry and all of that. So, yeah. Yes, yes. So before we get into like, because I have some questions already, I'm going to let you... <laughs> Start off with the mic. Um, you have an amazing poem that you want to share with us called Brown Sugar Babe. Yes. So I'm sugar. excited to hear that. And then we'll get to know a little bit more about you. So take it away. All right, all right. Oh, man. So heaven lies at the foot of a woman. I see a nation on the rise when I look in her eyes. She beautiful, fully covered. I love a melanin complex. Erica Badu concepts fill her wardrobe. Black Bridget Bardot mixed with black gold. Shea butter, brown sugar, and a swag so cold. My soul smiles when I see her. Don't need a Kardashian. I need a Khadija just to feed her my visa. Tell her, get yourself something nice. I'm going to pay the Kelly price. Because you bad like a two-year-old who love to fight. So I'm going to spoil you like milk I left out overnight. And if you fall for me, I'm going to catch you like I'm Jerry Rice. When I touch down, I'm going to pick you up and take you out. After I put the courtship papers in that I filled out. Cause I'm feeling you like OMG. I'm I cannot and be never TT. Baby, come be my queen. That's brown sugar bay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 a little something. Some. That was so cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got me thinking like brown sugar bay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to be hey. <laughs> yeah, guys, nah, brown sugar bay, man. Dedicated to the queens, man. Dedicated to the beautiful black queens out there. You put so. black queen names in there too, right? Yeah, I had to. Come, you know, Khadija, Nefertiti, Erica Badu. So you know. Shout yes. out to all the beautiful women. Yes. Oh, that was, it was like, it was poetic justice. And it was like, <laughs> like a little hip hop rhythm in it too. Just like, right. I yeah, love a little mix because I, I, I definitely write, you know, hip hop, like bars, 16s, and, you know, all of that. And anybody who raps, that's poetry. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's poetry. So just kind of flowing with it, you know? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, I love that poem. I don't know if you were watching, if you could see our reactions, but I know I was smiling while uh, while listening to it. But like, what, what inspired you to write this piece exactly? Let's start with that question. 
Oh man, um, I would say my mother. You know, my mother has been like, um, she's like my superhero for real, like angel. Anybody who knows my mother knows that she's like very loving, uh, very beautiful spirit. And, you know, just having a strong black woman like that in my life, just, you know, my, my love and appreciation for black women is incredibly immense. And so I wanted to do a piece that really just, you know, pays respect and big ups to, you know, black women in particular. All women, of course, are beautiful queens and deserve recognition. But of course, you know, we got to show love and appreciation to the black queens and the sisters out there. So definitely uh, mom planted the seed and, you know, it was nurtured through, you know, other relationships and things like that. And so I just wanted to express myself, you know, in a poetic way to the black women. So, yeah. Yes. I'm well, sure well, I appreciate that she's going to love it. Yeah, I appreciate it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Hey. That's right. <laughs> yes so what inspired you to write all together your poetry your spoken word your your uh raps your singing oh you do it all josh like what but what's the ink that's like what's inspiring that ink to bleed out your pen oh man i'm i'm just i'm a creative you know like you said i do it all like i rap i sing i make beats um i'm a, just an entertainer that's, that's just i've all since i was born like First day at kindergarten, check this out. My mom dropped me off and she comes to get me and she just hear kids like, go, go. And she just walked <laughs> up to the classroom. She like, please don't let that be my baby. Please don't let that be my baby. And lo and behold, here's little Josh standing on the table, you know, oh performing. God. Yeah, first day at kindergarten. And it's like, oh my God, he's been performing all day. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, I, don't know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so... I got it honest. And so sometimes it's just like getting out my, my feelings and what I'm going through. Sometimes that comes out through a, a song. Sometimes it comes out through poetry. Sometimes it comes out, you know, melodies and making beats and playing keyboard and all of that. And, you know, so really it's just whatever I'm going through at the time, I just need to find a way to express myself and the creative yeah. arts has always been my outlet to create and just, you know, get off how I'm feeling. Right. Yes, come on, relatable. I will always be an advocate for the arts because you never. Yeah. It's it's just such a great outlet when you when especially like when you're going through something you don't know how to translate. You can't put it into words. Your art yeah. speaks for you. You know what I'm saying? No matter what the art is, whether it be music, whether it be painting, whether it's you know, it's just the arts. They speak Absolutely. for you <laughs> and to Absolutely. other people. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I just I've, I've, I'm really considering myself to be blessed to just to be able to express myself, uh, especially with words. You know, yeah. there's so many people out there who um, they're going through all these things. They have all these emotions running through them, but they don't necessarily have the words to convey how they feel. And I've always been um, able to, you know, express myself lyrically or through words or, you know, writing a lecture, you know, things yeah. like that, you know. So it's a blessing. But. It is. It is. And it's such a gift. And with that being said, I like to ask artists, do you get fear fright or how do you feel when you're on the stage or performing? Oh, man. Um, it depends on the stage, honestly. Um, I, I honestly, every time I go before the stage, like or go before people, there is I don't get like afraid anymore because I've done it so frequently. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm kind of used to a crowd. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I kind of got used to a crowd at a really young age. 
you know, with touring and performing and things like that. Um, but when I say like, it depends on the nature of the, the event. Like if I'm speaking and like, it's something that's more so like um, religious based where, you know, I'm coming from the Bible or Quran cause that's a huge part of who I am as well. Then I, I have like a, a, such a reverence for the people that I'm before because these are God's people. So I'm, I'm trying to come correct. So right. if I'm nervous, it's because like, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't make a whole lot of mistakes because the subject matter may be pretty heavy and things like that. But for the most part, um, how I deal with those nerves and things like that is just, um, I really just kind of go into this, this place in my mind where it's just like, just be you, yeah. you know, don't try to be nobody else. Like you're here because they want you. So yeah do that. And who can be me better than me? Come <laughs> you on. Know? Words. You know what I'm saying? Somebody. So I, I, I don't got to be nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, Josh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's just like, just relax and, you know, handle it. I don't try to picture nobody naked or nothing like that. <laughs> That's just, everybody gives that advice. I never understood yeah, that, but okay. Me yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've never had to do that. I just have always been like, I remember the very first time I really performed, I was super nervous to the point where like my mouth got like incredibly dry, like no saliva, no nothing. Like I could not barely breathe. Um, that was a talent show. Then after that, I realized like I won the talent show, but I realized like, <laughs> yeah, a little shameless plug. A little <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, yeah. all right. <laughs> but after that, I kind of like, I still had inklings of that, but you, you kind of do it more frequently and you kind of right. get used to it and you kind of rise to the occasion. And then now, and now it becomes more of a, like a, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Let's, let's go now. Allow me yeah. just excited. You know? Right. You get like that nervous excitement. You're like, oh, I'm about to do this. They about to listen yeah, to me. I'm about to like, this. What's like, up? They don't they, even know. Hey, right, right. They don't even know what's about to happen. They don't know what's about to what happen to their ears right now. Like, what's up? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and a big thing, a huge part of that is um, the confidence. But where does the confidence come from? Like when people ask, it's like the confidence really knows comes from me knowing that nothing that I do of good really comes from me. It comes from, you know, the creator. So it's just like I'm sharing what was deposited into me. So it's like if somebody doesn't like that, they don't like what God deposited in me. And that's kind of like kind of silly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's my expression that comes from the creator. It says I don't take complete credit for that, you know? Yes, come on. You just all yeah. types of fire. Yeah. Ooh, you want my mic? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it for sure. Do you have another question from Simone? Um, let me let me think. I don't, I don't know. I might be able to pull something out of the back of my brain. Let me think. Mm. Oh, okay. So what is what is a like your your go-to form of art like you have so many different outlets that you that you're into in regards to the arts like what's at the top of the list like when you really want to get something out Ooh, that's an excellent question like at the top of the list honestly I, it's it just depends on the circumstance like the 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 crowd like here's the thing my uncle who was my first manager, right? When I was doing music, like as a child, like I was, I was blessed to do, to win this big um, singing competition in the Chicagoland area. 
And that's where I started kind of getting like a little notoriety is like, oh, he performs and stuff. And my uncle like took me under his wing as like my uh, first manager. And when he kind of saw that, you know, I had like, you know, a gift, he would do a lot of public speaking. Like that was his thing. You know, he was a spokesperson for the school district and he would get invited a lot of different places and he would always bring me with him. And he was so, so smooth and eloquent with his words that he would just like get to talking and then he would kind of segue into something and he would just put me on the spot mm. all the time. Like I would not be ready. He wouldn't tell me in the car, nothing. He would just put me on the spot and I don't know what it would be. So he would just be like, yeah. So that's why it's so important that we just uplift each other in the community. And so part of that uplifting, man, is, is just about pouring into one another. And so that's why I have my, my nephew here who's gonna be coming to the stage. <laughs> deliver a beautiful song and I'm like come on bro like I was like oh my god I'm like 15 16 years old I'm just like oh my god he really just did that but like it's like you kind of sink or swim and so I'll be like um okay and if it was on my mind at the time like I sing a song you know yeah. <laughs> that or like based on the crowd you gotta you gotta know how to read the crowd like, yeah. you gotta know how to read the crowd like you know if it's like majority middle-aged white women I'm not gonna get up there and rap <laughs> I'm not gonna do brown sugar babe <laughs> like you know what I mean maybe to fly me to the moon <laughs> I used to break Sinatra or something they'd be like oh my god he was just so that amazing that was wonderful <laughs> you know so it just it really just depends but as of late like I go through these spurts where sometimes like I'm really and have my producer hat on and so I'm you know making beats because yeah. I'm like it's like man it just it's good you know and other times I'm, I'm more of an artist where it's just like man I really want to you know I want to rap like I want to want to get these bars out like you know mm -hmm. I'm inspired I may just been listening to Wu-Tang or watching that show on Hulu or something you know and mm -hmm. so it's just all all inspiration based so mm -hmm. like I don't have just one thing where it's just like boom, that's my go-to. Um, it really just depends on the circumstance and the inspiration that I have because whatever you, you're inspired by the most, that's what's going to come across the best. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's why it's just like, man, go with how I'm really feeling at the moment, you know, right. and trust. I love that you follow your heart and I love that you tied in the fact that your uncle was your manager who put you on the spot and it kind of... Um, your uncle was basically your mentor and guiding you and training you and you yeah. didn't even know it because it, you said earlier that you got used to the stage and you basically learned to be yourself and just let go of everything else and your uncle like even though 15 year old you was probably like dang my girl crushing the crowd I don't want to go on the stage uncle but you know because he called you out you I felt inclined to go to the stage and that's what kind of warmed you up and trained you to be the Josh the go Josh, go Josh, go that you are now, you know? So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm so thankful for all those experiences because all those experiences come, like you said, come to help make me who I am, the person, the man, the father, the artist, you know, mm -hmm. all of that. And I, I could never have been who I am today without those experiences. Like I've had great experiences and I've had some rough experiences. <laughs> yeah. <Come on>. So, <laughs> But it's it's all all in all. I look back at it and I smile. I'm thankful for it. Thankful for it all. So, amen. Everything we go through brings us to today. Hello. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Brings us to today. And, 
and now I'm more I'm more inspired now than I feel like I've ever been because like I took um a lot of time off from doing like poetry from doing music from doing these you know different things because like I, I you know I started going towards having like a more of a spiritual calling you know and I really got deep into uh my faith you know Islam and that was such a blessing. It was such a huge blessing. And I took all that inspiration that went from writing um, music and raps and things like that. And I poured that into like delivering lectures. And I was uh, blessed to be, you know, assistant and a helper of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I did that for, you know, five, six years. And so now it's like I'm starting more so to get back into the creative arts, not just like, you know, coursing scriptures and things like that, but like yeah. really being able to relay all this music that's been laying dormant inside me for the past like six years. Right. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. too. And you know, life takes you on this journey and you go through different um through different paths and it's all meant for something, you know. You going yeah. to the right this way may have led you to come back to poetry <laughs> to bring something that's way different than you could have written before or that's even out there. Right, right, exactly. Because poetry is is it, it's it's in everything. It's in all your experiences. Like it's just an it's an artistic expression, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and who's to say someone's poetry is wrong, you know? Right. <laughs> that's why I like it. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's how they feel. Like I mean, of course, there's certain like ways to write poetry, like a haiku and things like that. But it's just like at the end of the day your words coming out and how you choose to express all of that is poetry. Like mm-hmm. you can see something that can look poetic, you yeah. know? Uh, so uh, take uh, everything, everything in nature is art. Everything. Absolutely. And just to touch on what you were saying, as far as like being away from the arts for a minute, I feel like mm-hmm. it just, it's, it's not something that you can get away from. Like whether you work in corporate America or doing whatever it is that you're doing, and if you were in the art, you grew up in the art, you just have this side passion that you always want to be into. It's always going to be there. It's always going to find its way back into your life, whether you like it or not, you know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. always going to be reminded of that art that's always in you. So yeah. I, so it's just something about like just taking that break and having a reminder of like, you know what? I can't just let this die. I can't leave this within me. I need to share this with the world. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I realized too, like why I was effective as like a speaker and orator, because like public speaking, that's an art mm-hmm. like, yeah. still, to be mm-hmm. able to grab an audience and tend to, to, to bring your voice down just a little bit lower and then come in and make it intimate. And then you come back up and you're like, Oh, you know what I'm saying? And you yeah. have to have a flow right. to the whole lecture and our best speakers, people that we love to listen to like throughout history, whether it been Dr. King or Malcolm X and all these powerful men and women, like we love to listen to them because of it's like the way that they even speak was it's poetry. <laughs> you know, it's yes. poetic. Storytelling. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it draws you in how from, from the beginning to the middle to the end, then you feel so inspired when you leave because it's like, man, and what they really deposited in you was art, was inspiration. And that comes mm-hmm. from the creator. So that's why you feel so filled up and you feel that's so good afterwards. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Speak to him, Josh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Speak to him. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm thankful to be here. It's, it's so good. When, when y'all reached out, I was like, oh, hey, 
heck yeah. I wasn't a doubt in my mind. I was like, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because right now where I'm at in, in my, my life is just really, like you said, just getting out, you know, from a creative standpoint, um, all these things that have been in me. And it's, it's, it comes out different ways. It comes out poetry. I actually want to do a, um, a write a poetry book, a book of poetry. Okay. Come on. Yeah. And, you know, get together with other talented artists or a talented artist to do like a dope visual with the poetry, you know, because I, I knew I wanted to do a book, you know, mm -hmm. I wanted to do a book and it's just like, I didn't want it to be like just a regular book. I mean, I will write, you know, normal books and I'm writing regular books, but the first book that I probably do will probably be a book of poetry, you know. Absolutely. We're here for it. Oh, hey, well. just do it. <laughs> yeah. Let me know when it's done so I can give me a copy. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Josh, to for agreeing to be on our podcast. We we're excited to have you on. Looking forward to it. You know, wondering what you're gonna spit today. Like, hey. gonna spit? but I love your piece for sure. Love speaking with you and catching up with you. It's like nostalgic. But before we let you go, let the people know where they can find you, how they can keep in touch, what you have on, coming up next. Aside from the book, you know, all these things that you got going on. So whatever you want to spill, let them know. Well, people can find me at um, Instagram, TikTok, um, all the social media platforms at Josh Make Hits. That's Josh Make Hits. Um, as far as what I got going up is um, I'm based in Phoenix. I'm from Chicago, but I'm uh, living currently in Phoenix. I'll be performing at uh, Poetic Soul. So, which okay. Yeah, so it's, it's um, one of the bigger um, uh, poetry kind of jam sessions that they have every Wednesday night. So I'm looking forward to performing there. Um, I have a really, really big audition coming up in LA soon. So pray for me. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we're meeting with some labels and things like that to really um, get my music out there and things mm -hmm. like that. So I'm excited. I'm really excited with that. Other than that, man, you can catch me online. You know, my, <laughs> my, my, my silly videos and my yes. beats, uh, all of that, you know. Um, if people are interested after they check out my um, my beats online, you can reach me at uh, uh, joshmakehits1 at gmail.com to inquire about some of the music that I put out there. And I'm uh, working on a project. It's been so hard working on my own music because like I'll make beats and I put it out there and then all these other artists reach out. And that's also how I like, you know, you know, finance myself and travel and things that is, you know, selling my music and beats and stuff like that. So sometimes I have to like put that on pause and be like, I got to work on my album. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wanna, I'm an artist too. Like, oh, but yeah, so I'm really hoping to put out an EP later this year. Nice. Yeah, oh, I'm excited Thank for you. Yeah, I'm thinking the fall, so we're looking at that. So it'll have a it'll have a lot of everything on there from poetry, from you know my own production to rapping to singing to just everything. It's just gonna be a a, a, a bowl of um, artistic gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> come on, bowl of artistic gumbo. Who don't like gumbo? Right, right come on, man. <laughs> facts, <laughs> facts. Ooh, and I must say, because they don't think we did this on purpose, we coordinated very well, I must say. Uh, yellow, the right. black, and the black, and the you yellow. I'm just saying. I'm just, Man, we didn't do it on purpose. Uh, it's just how it happens, okay? <laughs> the coordination was on point. We in tune. <laughs> yes. That's right. So uh, right. I kept looking. I'm like, we matching. Like, all this. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. I'm so glad. I'm glad 
of all, I thank you all so much for having me on the show. I'm glad I was able to sure. be here and share some of mine. Thank you all so much for the platform. And man, I'm going to promote it to my people so we can all just stay tuned. I love you all's energy and spirit. Um, it picked me up. I flew into a whole nother state today earlier, so I was a little tired, but I knew once I got on with y'all, saw y'all smile uh -huh. and spirit and energy, it would pick me up and absolutely did. Yeah, hey. come on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now I'm lit. He's <laughs> <laughs> so lit. He disappeared. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Exactly. It was just so much. Disappeared. <laughs> That's love. That's love. <laughs> well, we love you, Josh, and thank you so much for being on this podcast with us. It was a pleasure. Until next time. Yes, yes, indeed, man. God bless. Hey, guys, welcome back to. The cast where we talk about juicy topics, and this is our high topics segment. Yes, we have a special guest. Oh, a real special guest. A real special guest. <laughs> An extra special guest. An extra saucy, saucy, saucy special guest. Our sister from another mister, Natasha yes. Howard. Yeah. Welcome to the how are you all good great i'm so happy to have you here i'm so excited. excited to be here before we even start i want to say how proud i am of Aww. this continuous effort you guys have with love loud is so amazing you guys are the motivator for real thank, thank you, you. come on black girl magic it's so special for me because like we said earlier to you guys, Natasha is our friend from college. She was our roommate too. So if you've been riding with us, you know that Truth Carpet, the name Truth Carpet came because we used to have hot topics with our friends in college and Tasha used to hang with us in our dorm because it was her room too. <laughs> um, and we used to just talk about random stuff. So this is cool because we're actually talking about something that um, Natasha is passionate about and Moni is passionate about too, which is mentorship that's our topic for today so tasha is the founder creative the mind the brain the light the yes behind howard house which we are proud of you yes yes show off the t-shirt yes. yes i'm just like really proud of you i remember when you sent us the doodles of what you wanted your logo to look like and you know like your plan and just to see it come into fruition but I'm kind of getting ahead of myself y'all okay. this is our friend Natasha um <laughs> Tasha tell the people about yourself what do we miss hi well yes so <laughs> I created Howard House out of just the struggles of my own life so I am a magical black girl that was raised around people who didn't look like or understand me, I felt. And what mattered is that connection that I needed. And so as my matriculation through the great Clark Atlanta happened. Yes. Yes. We love that word, matriculation. <laughs> yes, you know I had to use that word. I found that like, that's all everybody needs, right? That's all everybody needs. And all we need is someone to talk to that understands us, that can guide us. Um, and that we trust. And that was, I found that a lot among my peers, among older people of different nationalities. It was so amazing. So 
I opened it up to be that person. I, I know that what it's like to need that person from a young age to now. I still look for mentorships. So yeah, here I am. I have a 32-year-old woman just trying to change the world one kid at a time. Yes. Amen. One kid at a time. One I kid love at it. A time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. So that's pretty much your inspiration of why you created your program. Yes. And really the T is I have been through a lot, including teenage pregnancy, um, abuse and relationships. And these were all while I was younger. So mm-hmm. I think those were the holding factors for me. Like the things that I went through, it was for a reason, right? So like, I have to share this story so that other people don't have to. That is the Mm -hmm. point of life. That's why we go through things so that the people that we love beyond us and below us in age, um, understand that they don't have to go through these struggles. Like they don't have to act out. They don't have to have these hardships of life if they open up, if they find someone they trust if we can communicate on how we all want the community to look like. So, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. That's, it's, it's nice to hear people's stories and passions behind why they're driven to do certain things that they do. Do you feel like you did those passions because when you were a younger girl, you didn't have that? Or was it somebody in your life that, you, that inspired you to take that space for somebody else? Mm. I think that's a combination of all of it um through the evolution of my life is different moments so when I was younger yes I struggled because I know I didn't have that have um those relationships um as I got older then I started to see people who were like me who could be free-spirited black and like you know help each other and understood where I was coming from as I got older because I was able to choose my own space um so I saw influence in that and then I got motivated to be that person because remembering how I didn't have that, it was all a connector. So life happens for a reason, right? And you go through a journey and I feel like my journey has only led me to be a help, whether it's an education, because that's what I do, um, or my own entity, which is helping really my community and people who look like me, like it all all was wrapped up in one. I needed it, I saw it, it motivated me. Yeah, so taking off of that word motivation, you took your story and what you went through to create a whole brand basically you didn't yes. have to, you didn't have to do that you could have just said oh i'm gonna get my little cousin and this little girl from down the street and <laughs> a mentor but you made this whole brand so we want to know uh what inspires you to be successful to um push your brand to to where it is and beyond Okay, well, honestly, I started doing the things that I do now without a title or a name or a company. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it's experiencing teenage pregnancy. I saw a lot of that being, you know, in college and where HBCUs usually in the hood. So I saw a lot of those issues when I was going to these schools to volunteer because I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. And um, I started to see those things. So it was like, wow, like, it's not just my cousin. It's not just me. It, it has to help beyond that. So I started doing things like community baby showers where I would just like have $500 or something and like, you know, give 10 girls a basket or something, um, gift cards. And I was doing that without a name, but you know, business people, as they, as we grow up, we get different relationships. And I think God put 
a lot of business-minded people around me in the last five years that helped me understand that one, I don't have to do this alone. That's the biggest mm -hmm. thing, right? I can ask for help or reach out. If I'm trying to change the community, ask the community. Um, so a lot of people motivated me to do that. And plus, I'm trying to spend my own money. You know, we can get, <laughs> we can get the government money to help the people Hello. that's supposed to help. That's what it's for. That's I what I pay taxes for. So that's what I could do. Grants and all of that, that's where I'm going with that. And I couldn't right. do that without legitimizing the business. Right. Yes. Yes. I live I love what you're doing because it, it reminds me of the reason like why I do what I do and being able to see myself yes. in young women and understanding yeah. like sometimes it's something that's happening in the home as to why they might need that outside mentorship from someone else like I grew up in spaces where after school I had places where I could go where I had a dance teacher or another community leader that was there for me outside of the home yeah. reminding me that I was loved and I was cared for mm -hmm. um and, you know, just give me the motivation that I needed to remind me that I can do it. I can always reach out when I want to, like from just being in certain spaces as a child and still being able to reach out to yes. people that mentored me as a child and still being able to reach out to them as an adult. Like that yes. means everything to me. Like this, it's basically like it becomes extended family. Yeah. You extended know, extended family. And that I call that your tribe. And yes. I tell you, Come on, I tribe. Time, you have to find your tribe. And I think that's why um, youthhood is so strenuous, right? It's because we're not making choices. And although we're feeling our own individuality and coming in, and at this point, these kids are growing up fast. So they quickly yes. like, have an identity, right? And like, so in order to know that's not your identity or it is, you have to explore that. And I think when you have parameters as a child, as you should, you know, it's harder, right? And you don't understand why, because you're still struggling to find you. So I think that, yeah, that's important to just be able to figure out what is and what isn't you by experience and experience it all, you know, the good, the bad, live in it because that makes you who you are. Yeah. I love um, the connection that both of y'all are making. So I'm like looking at Tasha as the mentor and then Moni, as a mentee, okay. you know, once <laughs> made, um, like we talked about the importance basically from your from you saying why you created this but what's the balance between the mentor and the mentee relationship oh whew. um so I do three different areas so I think I give it all a different balance I do academics which is really tutoring right that's how I get money and use it for other resources so that's a little more hands-off that's really like helping a child maybe for six to eight weeks or 12 weeks in a certain subject and I go there and that's what it is mm -hmm. um, and then I do mentorship which is more personal so I help kids transition if your child is going from middle school to high school that's a little rocky oh, yeah. I help that transition you know because that's hard yes <laughs> that's hard. Like, high school to college like even high school to college people freak out you know, especially kids that are very not independent and like that source of like finding themselves is scary because like a lot of people are excited to find themselves, but there also are a lot of people who are scared to go independent and explore that. Um, yeah. So that's way more personal. And I give my all because I pick and choose, you know, what the situation is. I talk to the parents first. I do a diagnostic to really understand if the parents want what I can provide. Mm -hmm. because you know it's still a job and it's still a career and I still may not be the best or what you need and I understand that so 
I have to be cool. a little more selective in that. I love that. It's not a one size fit all. Right. It's not. It's just like teaching. Like I cannot learn from the same teacher or science that I learned from math. And that's why they split it up. Like yeah. I can't do that. Like I have to be an expert in a certain thing that I can do right. um, or knowledgeable in what, what the area is. And so that's, that is my favorite. I connect with children. I usually like take kids out to movies and dinners and have personal relationships with them. Mm-hmm. So that's the best. And then I do community, which is like the lively me, the Miss Howard. So I have a character, Miss Howard, and that's what <laughs> yeah. kids know me at. And that is the fun, light me. Like there's no judgment. Like I'm not talking to you about your grade for real. Like mm-hmm. I want you to experience stuff in your community and think about things, right? Like outside of academics. So we can have recycle day where we pick up trash in the, in the hood, right? In the neighborhood mm-hmm. that usually is not cared to. Um, I like those things like that. Of course, like I always try to have a little, hey, this treat or like, I'm going to have ice cream truck, but you got to show me your grades. But it's really just to bring the kids together, you know? Um, That's the more lively, fun me. And I appreciate that side too, because that's what the community connects with. So Mm -hmm. when I have my events that are fundraisers and things that I need support with, it's a little more easier because children are telling their parents about me. Now I have relationships with their parents and like that continues and that's what community is about. Yeah. See, I love it. And I honestly think we need to continue to have more programs and mentorship programs, especially yes. in the after school world, because yeah. there's there's been oftentimes where they've taken so much away in regards to having after school programs and taking arts out of the schools for whatever reason. I don't know. Like arts are needed. Like there's more to life than just learning the the general ed and academics. Like arts is is universal. So right. we, to be able to have programs where children are able to learn how to be how to be themselves or learn more about themselves yes. to explore things that they may have never been able to explore in a regular classroom like yeah, what it's, exactly taking We're a cooking class a music class learning how to braid hair whatever it is like there's so many different types of programs that are brought into after school programs and mentorship programs that students wouldn't usually see and that's part of like a community that I was when I was growing up being able to take dance classes or different types so you know what happened with that you know what happened with that resources and I want to send a message to black people everywhere we either provide our skill for free to help the community or we pay our own people to do it. There's no in-between. We're looking for the government. We're looking for other people that don't even want us to succeed to help us find ourselves. And this is why we're struggling. And we're gonna continue to struggle if we don't pick a side for each other. So if I have a skill, if I'm an artist, I'm going to a community center for free. I'm giving an art class for maybe six weeks. Why can't you do that commitment? Now, if you need money, why can't your community pay you for it? Why can't that six weeks, every child pay a certain amount? And if you really want your child to explore and be better, you would put that in. You know what I'm saying? Like we we spend it on $300 Jordans, like, and all Hello. these things we try to give our kids. I, I just went to a concert. Concert tickets are crazy. $300, like. So you don't want to give $20 every week for six weeks to like support your child. So we have to think about where we're going and stop asking other people for help, especially if we want to succeed within our own community. We got, we got to pick a side with that. 
Oh, you better be preaching. Okay. <laughs> Dang, I wish okay, I had some tea. Sunday. I wish I had some tea. I wish I had some tea to sip. Let me tea. It's not Sunday, but I will give it to you. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Amen. So how does somebody go about, like, going back to what you were saying before of um, being selective of who you work with, how does somebody know? Like, if, if it's not the Howard foundation um like your your business per se yeah in general speaking how does somebody go about finding a mentor or finding a mentee because I love how you said earlier that even at this age you still have mentors in your life yeah I still long for them I still want you know new ones so yes um so as far as the children I again that diagnosis is really important and I try not to teeter a line because you know people are rough about their kids now (laughs) so I try (laughs) I try not to teeter the lines and like tell them or diagnose their child but I definitely give them suggestions so if I can't help like if I feel like there's something deeper than their organization so they're trying to go from high school to college and the parent tells me oh they just need to be organized but it's emotional issues, right? And they're they're dealing with stuff and I'm like, no, there's something deeper. I'm not a psychiatrist, right? So I see that and I suggest, like, I think there's emotional issues and I leave it at that. I don't suggest the type of doctor. I, I don't suggest where you can get that from because okay. again, I, I, culturally, that's not my place, yeah. right? And culturally, we have to teeter the line with people's kids and how they feel about them. Um, and what they're ready to hear as well, because right. some people's parents are not even ready to hear where their child is really at. And I think that's a struggle within itself, because that may take that prolongs them finding who they are, getting even the help they need to, mm-hmm. to start that process. So that's a very fine line. And I think for yourself, when we reflect on self, where am I at? And can I grow with the people around me to go where I want to? And if you have to add on other things or you need something or something that is not provided in your circle, like go find it, go find it. That is the purpose. And this whole no new friends or day ones. Hey, listen, no, no. Okay. Because the millionaire wasn't a millionaire 15 years ago. So what if people brought him up? You know what I'm saying? We got to figure out where people are at where they're at when we meet them and try to decide what we need from them and what we can give them back. Cause I think it's a two way street as well. We have to be able to provide something for them. Yeah. I think sometimes too, it, the relationship just builds naturally. It's like, sometimes it might just be a teacher, you know, that you just build a close relationship with and you just kept that relationship over time. Like maybe from high school and then going on to college and then coming back to visit. Like I got, I have to see miss or mister, you know, whoever that you love so much and they love seeing you come back. Somebody that you can reach back to for a recommendation, you know, college professor, you know, counselor. One of my motivators, shout out to Cedric Copeland. I tell him this. He's a real estate agent now, but he was my sixth grade science teacher. And the first African-American male I seen thrive besides my dad. Again, I'm going to school with a lot of foreigners. So like their struggle is different. But he was an African-American. He went to college. He used to sing Usher inside the classroom. Like, oh, oh my God, how you know that song? So it was very exciting. He was my first motivator to be the adult I needed when I was going to be an adult, right? So now I'm the adult that somebody needed when they were my age. And like, that was the first sign, like, you can do both. You can gather 
your own thoughts and you can also like get somebody else's and be excited to be that way. And um, that's a motivator. So shout out to him. Yes. But I think it's hard okay. as an Shout out to him. But I think it's harder <laughs> as an adult. I, I think I cry sometimes now because I'm like, where, where do I meet these people? Because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like we only have a routine as adults. Like if we go to work, we meet the same people and we oftentimes stop liking the people we work with because it's a different atmosphere. Yeah. So it's harder. It's really harder as adult. And I think that's why like, we have to like say each other's names in a room full of people. Like if I know, if I know that you have a podcast and like someone does something great and you have an episode coming up, I want to send them to you. I want to help it easier for you to find the people and get their message. Like we all have to share each other's names. So that's really important because as an adult, like it's way harder. It's way harder. And then we live in a world where it's crazy and I think somebody is my mentor, like, cause they're cool and they do good stuff online. And then I reach out and they tell me to pay for a $25 webinar when I just want to go to lunch. Okay. Well, right. So that's the <laughs> like, world we live in. And that's and where people it's are selfish to. too. Is like, they feel like they can't tell you what their resources are. Like when we first came out with our books, Moni and I would get emails and texts all the time. Oh, go, we'll tell them the website, right. what you got to do. But some people like when we were going out and asking questions, it was so hard to get any help like we have to find find our way on our own except ronald did tell us you know use anchor yeah. but aside from that it's like people act like they're crabs in a bar- barrel and that's the mentality that the, the black community has we need to yes. out and help each other and that's what i love about your foundation is is bringing back that sense of i wasn't here when it happened but you know back in the day they say that the, <laughs> the village raised the um the child, child. yeah that's, that's what i see about what you're doing Yes, uh, and my ultimate dream is to have a center or a couple centers, whatever God's willing to do, but stationary places where kids feel like it's home. So after school, it's open all night. Like it has a basketball court, but it also has computers to do your homework. Like it has adults patrolling volunteers all the time. So the same one, so we can get a sense of community. You have to live within a certain range you know what I'm saying to respect the community because your kids right. probably go there you probably live there so like we that is the dream because we have to bring that back mm. we have to bring that back when we were in the villages in Africa we were one community we didn't even understand what the other community was doing unless our stuff was great and we were right. walking there to show it off okay yeah so <laughs> we need to go back to that show it off worry about yourself your pocket and then bring it here okay yeah yes bring it let me show you what i've been working on let me show you what i let me show you what i okay yes and i know that you're a master and i feel like that's why everybody has to find their one job right like we have this we live in a world where career is important but what is your job like i'm the teacher I may not want to get paid to be a teacher, woo, because that's a rough job in reality. Yeah. Right. But I'm a teacher by <laughs> I'm a teacher by nature. So that is my job. So I'm going to continue to be educated because I have to take the word back. I'm going to continue to read up on things that we need to know because there's others that don't read. And there's others that I just talk to and just want the conversation because they're not going to do that investigation. So that is my job. And I just feel like everybody needs to find their job in their own community and what their place is and how they help everybody and master it right because we can't be perfect at everything like we cannot be perfect I don't know anything about a car okay I tried I'm not a mechanic like I'm not that but we need that 
we need somebody that loves cars and wants people to drive safe in their community and help them out. We need that. Like, so everybody just find your job and how to help your community in a way that you can master. Yeah, right. I always think like I might be here in New York, but I have plans and intentions to always go back home and give back in any way. Whether it's a workshop, whether it's whether it's, you know, donating money, whatever it might be, teaching a class, something. I just know that in my world of mentee and mentor that going back to my community is very, very, very important to me. And I was very grateful for the time period that I did go back home and I was able to teach film and poetry mm-hmm. in yes. my community and be able to build those relationships with students back home. Like that yeah. was, that was great for me. And now I'm here, I'm building relationships with students here. Like I just want to continue to build different relationships with, with, um, with students and families. Like I'm sitting here looking at our passion and it's so crazy because we have this passion, but I question where the world is going. And so that's what's scary to me, right? As much as we do that, like there's a teacher shortage, right? (laughs) Okay. Not because, not because people don't really like kids, but because all the other outside things, right? But then it, it negates the fact that somebody, somebody has to teach these kids in a loving way. Right. Because we just don't want the young kids out of college that's just looking for a job. So I, 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 I challenge us all to figure out a way how we can help slow that down. We can't prevent it. But how do we slow that down? How do we don't let people get jaded on helping each other? Because now it's all about money, power. It's not even about respect anymore. We can eliminate right. that because people have even will lose self-respect for a dollar, for a job, for a title. And especially us, what are we struggling with? Let's, what are we, what are we not feeding ourselves? And I challenge the people who are there, the people who speak with love, like us, to help and figure that out because we got to get love back into the community too. That's the first thing. Everybody lives off love. Okay. There's people that hurt themselves when they don't feel loved like mm-hmm. love is power and so we got to get back to that love place and like I want to see everybody talk how we talk about what they do you know what I'm saying yes. like with a smile on their face and so excited and we'll take all of the pressures that come with it <laughs> crabs in a barrel whatever to right. feel like they're doing what they're supposed to do out of love because they're supposed to because this is what they feel in their heart Yes, come on, live in your heart. One last thing, I want to go back to the way that you ladies describe how to go about, quote unquote, finding a mentor or mentee. The okay. fact that it was said, like, naturally, while you're giving the description of how to go about is I'm having flashbacks in my head of my fourth grade teacher who yes. me after in her classroom to talk to me about different things or my professors at CAU I still keep in contact with and when I go to school I talk to the kids there like it's just like flashbacks so I never labeled them my mentor but they were the acting source or they they were the acting persons in my life and like who will check in me every so often to see how I'm go how I'm doing in life I'm like dang this whole time, <laughs> this whole time. I, I just didn't get on the label of that's my mentor just, and I'm their mentee it just happened together. naturally it's just that was my tribe 
Mm-hmm. That was your tribe. That was your tribe. I mean, you, sometimes you never understand until something happens, right? Yeah. Until you need your tribe, who your tribe is. And that's why life changes when important things happen, like you get married or have a baby, because it's like, oh, important things are happening. And I didn't know what I needed from my tribe until yeah. these things happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's amazing that like you have a choice when you meet so many people. That's why they say networking is important, right? Because yes. then you have a choice to like, divvy and dabble in like different relationships and see how people grow and eliminate some if you have to because that's always an option yeah Um, (laughs) that's that's always an option so yeah I think that's so great when you have a plethora of and that's why experiences are important a plethora of experiences you have choices after school programs Mm -hmm. those things are important to just try things and see that there's so many people in this world you can find your tribe it may yeah. not be at home. It may not be the place you were born. It may not be any of that, but you can find it. You just got to yeah. know yourself and what you're looking for and what you need in the moments so that you need something. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think there's one more question, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> the I know. I really want to answer. Miss <laughs> Howard. Yes, ma'am. How would your mentees describe you? Let us know. Wow. (laughs) Because we need to be one. You know, I think that crazy would be the word that they would describe. (laughs) We will say that. (laughs) But crazy like in a funny way. Yeah. Yes. And and also like in um I'm able to flip a switch when I need because I know that's what you need, right? So I can dance with you and do a TikTok with you. But like, if I see something come up on your phone while we're doing a TikTok that is not appropriate, I'm going to tell you. Like, and um, I, so I'm able to like be your friend, but also I'm going to have some grounding in where you should, what you should do, like an authoritative figure. And a lot of kids, I think, need that balance. So I give them the it, it's not, it's I want you to know that I can come to your level. I can do TikToks. I could talk about whoever you want to talk about. I watch crazy shows, but I also can tell you that I'm a 32 year old woman who has seen and been here and that's not good or that's not healthy or this is how you can do this. Um, so I, their parent relationship. So that is the connector. But I'm flipping a switch, man. If you, excuse me, uh, we can we can listen to the music as soon as you say the cuss word. I'm, excuse me, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we don't cuss. We, you watch that. I'm still an adult. Respect, you know. I right, exactly. Crazy. I love that. You can cuss with your friends, but you need to learn how to control it. If you don't realize you cuss around an adult, you Take that back a little bit. So right, it froze a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So you said you can you can cuss with your friends, but I'm gonna. Oh, uh, you can. Your friends, but we need to have boundaries because I'm an adult. So I think those basic things are important to keep track. Um, when you have, it's, it's important balance to do both. Especially, I'm not your parent. Right, right. I'm not your parent. I don't want to really mother you. I'm not going to tell your mother things, but I'm going to tell you what you need to hear and hope that you take it. Yeah. Yes. Come on. I love that. Yes. Hot topics. Hot, hot topics. 
That was great. That was really informative and some stuff. Obviously, I needed to know. Now I know I got some mentors. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 That, listen, that's what it's supposed to do is just make you think about what's important and how to give that back. That's exactly what it's supposed to do. Yay. Wow. Brick by brick. And I'm excited to just see where it's like in 10 years and have all these places that we could provide and we're old ladies and <laughs> y'all y'all gonna be doing art and how uh, to teach dance and i'm gonna be in the office doing paperwork that i don't understand Amen. <laughs> i love it all Aww. right and with this segment coming to a close we would like you to transition over to our next segment with us to okay. our dorm <laughs> stories. Oh, then I'm gonna tell them myself. Is that that's what that's <laughs> something like that? Something like that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm excited. <laughs> Let's do it. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's so what's the what's the scenario? In today's dorm story, <laughs> in today's dorm story segment, we still have Miss Natasha Howard coming over from the cab over to this segment to talk about mentorship still, but we are going to be sharing stories about either a memory we have with a mentor or a cherishable memory we have with a mentee. Okay. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Super excited to find out which story you are going to tell us. So without further ado, do go ahead and let us know <laughs> the story that you are going to tell us. All right. Um, my story is a little trigger warning. So that is my warning. Um, but I think it's powerful just because we need to understand how real emotions are and like how powerful these emotions that youth deal with um, if they don't find healthy ways to get it out. So I have a young lady and I've known her since she was in sixth grade and she is currently 16 and she's always struggled with her place. So that's how we connect. Um, just finding her place in different cultures, I'm currently in Texas, so, you know, it's hard to be an African-American, maybe in a school where you go and they're 80% Hispanic. Yeah. So it's those struggles. And I understand it. I'm from Florida. Like, I'm from Florida. And it wasn't just Hispanics. It was Haitians. It was all types. And I was just, you know, not included in that. So I understand the struggle. And I created this relationship because I wanted her to feel better about who she was. And that was amazing to her. And we created this great relationship. And one day she just disappeared. And we have each other's number and I take her out to lunch every so often. So I wasn't hearing from her at all. I wasn't seeing her on Instagram. Um, I wasn't, I was looking for her in general, wherever she was at. I wasn't looking to like monitor her, but I was mm -hmm. looking for her. Um, and I had to go to her house and it was a powerful moment because as soon as she seen me, she broke down and I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't 
I didn't know anything. And come to find out she had just tried to commit suicide and ended up in a place where they kept her. And she actually said, Miss Howard, I was looking for your number from everybody. No other student had your number. I was looking for you. And when she said that, the fact that I came was powerful. The fact that I was aware that like something was missing and that the connection was, it wasn't her mother, it wasn't her sister. She was looking for me in her chaos of trauma or whatever. She, she needed something so powerful for me that I didn't even know I was giving her that much. Yeah. And so that was my first real re mentee, mentee relationship in Houston. And that was not only powerful for her because it was powerful for me, like not that I saved her life, but that I could be a help to make her life better. And that is amazing. And it also, me selfishly, it made me feel like, oh, I belong here. There's some part of me that struggled with being in Houston and finding my place to, you know, I talk all this crazy mess, like to save the people. And a lot of times that's perceived as crazy if you don't understand, or if I'm in a new space that they've never met someone like me. And it made me feel like it was my place. So it literally felt like my feet were on the ground. I became grounded in that moment, like implanted, like I'm okay here. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my purpose. No matter whatever's going on, this is it. And it was the, it was the very beginning of Howard Household pushed me to do all of these things. It was powerful for, for both of us. I think it was life-saving, you know? Yeah, wow. Absolutely. Wow. And the fact that she was looking for you too says that everything that happened prior to that event or that situation spoke to her as well. Yes. And it was so simple. And that's what I tell people. Those were the simple things, you know, letting her ride with me to basketball games, you know, so she could hear the cool music, taking mm -hmm. her to lunch, like to Chili's. It wasn't even like I was giving her five-star experiences. <laughs> I was just spending time and like yeah. trying to connect like individually and make her think of herself as an individual and where that was going um so yes that that touched my heart so much it was like you were looking for me, you were looking for me? <laughs> yeah. and ever since then like I gave her mom my number her sister my number I don't ever want that to be a struggle now that I know it's a need yeah. I hear you need something, so I would never want you to struggle with something so simple. It's just find my number, like. Absolutely. I love it. And just to know that you built that connection with her for her to want, have the need to find you. Like, I yes. need to speak to Miss Howard. I need to see Miss Howard. Yeah. Like, yes. That, that is, that in itself is, yeah, that's yeah. powerful. Like, the connection you were able to Thank make. You. Had you not had built that relationship, only God knows, you right. know? So only God knows. So shout out to her. I love her. I still talk to her to this day. I just took her to the movies with a whole bunch uh -huh. of girls. So we're, I'm here for her and she knows that. So I, it changed both of us. And I think connected us for however long God made us um, supposed to be together, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Well, I love it. That Thank you for heart. sharing. Yes. Thank No problem. No problem. <laughs> Um, so my story come, is also a mentee story um, while I was living in LA and this was during the time around the time that I had just lost my job mm. I was working as a um, mentor for a screenwriting program and I had this bright bubbly little girl 
who just enjoyed writing and she really wanted to learn how to write a script. And even though I had lost my job, I was like, I'm still going to show up. I don't want to have to, you know, I started working with her. We've only been working for, together for a couple of weeks, but I don't want to replace this relationship and have her start working with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so That really would affect them. Right. So I still showed up every single week. Even after I had lost my job, I still showed up for her. We finished her script. She, um, It was performed, everything um, at the end of that. But over a year later, like after the program had finished and everything, you know, I gave her my information just in case she wanted to reach out. Over a year later, almost two years actually, <laughs> she sent me an email. She sent me an email and it's basically a check-in. It was a check-in to see how I was doing um, and letting me know how much I had inspired her from being her mentor. And all I could think was, oh, dang it. <laughs> all I could think was everything that I was going through at that moment, mm. I was still able to inspire her. Yes. Yes. Money let it out. That shows how important but, it was for you. And right. for I remember when Moni got that letter too, you were going through a tough time yourself at that moment, like trying to find your place here and find your footing and things weren't balancing out. And then it seemed like after that letter, then things started to flow. So that was God's timing too for this issue. Right. And, and, God, you like, know and, I, and I think we forget because we live in a, such a monetary world. We have to yeah. pay rent. We have to... I think we forget that God doesn't always pay us with green. He pays us in glory. Amen. So like to sit in that and like to feel that that's what life's about, that magical feeling that you're here for a reason. Yeah. And so that's what you got paid with. So that struggle of finding yourself and where you're going to be at and figuring that out, that was going to come later. That's just the green part. The glory right. was what you needed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's so good to see you sit in that now. Once the struggle's over, you know, it's always easier to just sit in it like, ooh, this is what I got from it. So yeah. next time, if there's ever a struggle, just look for the glory because you got it. You got it. God is providing that for you, you know? Yeah, that that email, it meant, it meant everything to me. Like, Amen. I was like, for her to think of me after all this time and to let me know how much I inspired her and then to even check on me, how are you doing? Are you still writing? And in my mind, I'm thinking, I haven't wrote anything. Right. But it inspired me. She inspired me to be like, girl, you need to go back and pick up a pen. Yeah. Like, right. Amen. <laughs> so you, you poured into her and now she's she pouring back, back into me. You. And she didn't even know she was doing that. Yeah. And yeah. I was, she was in, at this point, she's in middle school now. She was, oh. <laughs> she was in elementary. So for her to reach out to me, I was, that was, that meant, that meant everything to me. And I was just like, it was a sign that I'm doing what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was still right. headed in the right direction. Right. So I was just like, I just need to continue to build these relationships with students and just continue to be there for them in any capacity that I can when I can. Right. And that I could still, I was there for her when I didn't even know how to be there for myself. And she didn't know that. Right. Because yes. I still showed up with a smile on my face every single day. Yes, being selfless being selfless is the real is the real glory there so yeah. amen that was that's so great i didn't yeah, expect so to set it here but yeah that yes you need to let those out emotions are powerful man uh, yeah. i hope she sees this and like know that 
she touched you, you know what I'm saying? Because that might make her, um, wherever she's at, feel so great about herself, too. Like, yeah. I love that. Aw, this is my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess mine is a mentee story, too. I remember years ago, after finish, finishing um, at college, I decided to be a substitute teacher, and I was just, like, being juggled and floating all over the schools. But I was like, put me in elementary school or middle schools only. I don't want to do no high school. You know, it's intimidating. It's scary. So finally, I got a call for a high school and I was so scared because, you know, I didn't even go to public high school. I went to a charter school. So I'm like, I don't want to get beat up. I'm practically the same age because I was 22. The same thing with these kids. Like, I'm scared. They put them bigger than me or whatever. Um, but anyway, long story short, I ended up working at a high school and I would just float around to different classes. But I blended, I mixed well with the, the children because I understood, you know, their, the way that they wanted to learn, how to make things fun. And one student, they kept, like, I think it was like three of them kept skipping class to find out whatever classroom I was in to come to my classroom. And it was always their chemistry class that they're skipping. And I'm like, you need to go to your class. Like, trying to get them out of my room, especially on my break time. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go to class, and they're like, they keep being a teacher, and I'm just thinking they're making fuss. They don't really like it or whatever. A couple of weeks later, I get called into the principal office. I'm like, these kids got me in trouble. They've been skipping class, coming to my class. Like, I'm nervous. It's my money, you know. I can't <laughs> but the call to the principal's office was actually me getting um a permanent spot as the chemistry teacher so the stuff that the kids were saying about the chemistry teacher was real that like you know the the friction between them and how she was treating them and everything they were really telling the truth and they reported it to the principal now the principal's telling me hey miss love we want you to take that that spot and then even afterwards like now i'm getting to have a relationship with more kids who are um my chemistry students now but they're they're Interesting in chemistry, yes, but then they also learn, oh, you went to Clark Atlanta, you went to HBCU, tell me about it. And then like yes. their, their lunch breaks and stuff, instead of like hanging around in the hall, they'll lock to my classroom and ask me about things. And then I started the step team inside the high school and they would just like, you know, flock to me. And before Moni's explanation of how to find a mentee and how to find a mentor, I didn't see that as I was a mentee. I would yes. go to them, but it was like, I always loved that. Like, it, it just made me love. I was scared to go to high school, <laughs> but then to be placed there by God and to be able to teach these kids of that. And even the quote-unquote bad kids, the ones that like the runalls, and mm -hmm. they didn't fight there, but they were bad. Like, they would do some stuff. And then to see them change because they finally had a quote-unquote teacher who they can relate to and, and who didn't just label them as this bad person, but who, you know, I learned to make friends or to associate with them because good kids are good already. But these ones who, like you said earlier, there may be some emotional issues or they may not be feeling loved or getting yes. those, you know, outlets or feeling heard at home. And then here's this, this teacher fresh out of college who's making me feel that. So, and they felt that's respect and you can't learn from anybody you don't respect. Or who right? doesn't respect why, you too. Yeah. So that's why you have a hard time like if you don't like a teacher in their class and so you provided respect you gave it to them so they were easily able to show it back right. and then show able to trust that they could show it back and receive it required 
some work ethic on their part and then they put that into school so like that is what you gave them and that's so great that's yeah. so great and it's cool after too like I follow them on Instagram I'm like <laughs> it's funny like thank you you really turned into <laughs> like we we're like yeah. really that close in age so it's like dang we could be friends in real life but it's yeah. like so amazing <laughs> to see them flourishing and going to college and you know just doing things so it's like Wow, yeah, it's and, beautiful. And I very much dislike like when students are labeled as bad or uncontrollable because I, I worked at a continuation school once. I was teaching film classes, mm -hmm. and I was, um, and it, it just seemed it just made it seem as if these kids were just labeled as like out of control and like yeah, they had different issues going on. Is the reason why they're at this specific school because they I feel like they just weren't getting the attention that they needed or whatever was going on at home, but they connected with me. Mm -hmm. you know and that that yeah. also meant a lot to me that I was able to you know that I was able to hear them out listen talk to me about what was going on at home and things like that like that is what truly makes the difference when you're able to build those connections with students because some teachers aren't able to build relationships like that they yeah. come in to teach and they're done they don't have the capacity to actually build relationships with students to find out why they're sleeping in class why yeah i have eaten that day you know yeah. what i'm saying like sometimes it's just stuff like that. Argument all, night. all night stuff like that so it's, it's important to be able to build connections with students to actually get a true understanding of who they are and why they are the way that they are yeah and i think but that Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that goes back to working in her own community, when you said the teachers don't understand, a lot of these teachers are driving from the suburbs to come into the middle, you know, in our urban communities to teach these kids who they can't even relate to. That right. Like how Tasha got right. excited about, um, I want to call him Mr. Craig. I forget what your teacher is. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Copeland, Mr. Copeland. Yes. I, like when she got excited because he's seeing Usher in a classroom and stuff like that, like you... It's nice to see a teacher who looks like you. It's nice to see have a teacher who turns math or history into a song because they know we know the song yeah, on right. the radio. But <laughs> let me help you learn these class things. Like right. somebody who relates to you and understands you, opposed to these people who just trying to get their check. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they know well, but stay in your community. Never mind. Let me step back. Don't get me started. That's a whole other thing. Right. Yes out that okay um segregation is real it's an option uh -huh. um but um i just feel that that goes back to moni said we need the individual outlets right like how are we supposed to know that kodak black was going to be a rapper he wasn't that great at school mm -hmm. so like how did the, he transition to go find a studio was it in bad terms that's probably why he's in trouble now or did we give him a free space to explore that once we realize oh school's not his thing yeah. academics is not his thing or we can see somebody else academics is not your thing but you can work with your hands so why don't I encourage yeah. you to go to I TT tech or whatever they say because that's an eight month program and you can just learn how to fix a car or wells or like you don't have to be who everybody else is oh, well. and that's and I feel like that's hard because in school, that's what they teach you. You have to, it's conformity. You have to pass the same test. You have, like what? My brain don't, doesn't work the same. Like right. you have to wear the same uniforms. Now it's becoming a thing. You have to like conform. And it's like, but this is the time where I try to figure it out before I mess up. Because mm. then when I'm frustrated at 16, 17, but you give me a car and freedom and I'm able to get a job, I'm a while out. 
that part. Because mm. I have freedom totally without knowing who I am. Like, so I think, Moni, that's a great point. We need all of these activities. We need these programs. It's a must. Like, it's that's a must if we want these kids to figure out who they are. And we have a world full of options. You can be an, uh, a person that takes pictures for NASA, literally just clicks the button. And, like, they get paid so much money. Like, you want to be a photographer? Think beyond, you know? Yeah, so, beyond. There's so many different outlets that you can do based so on many. what you enjoy. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we need that. So we're gonna we're gonna work on something to bring something back. Absolutely. Yeah. Come, on Come on now. Come on now. Yes. Oh, we speak we speaking something to existence. Are we manif we manifesting right now? I see it. I see it. I see it. You see it. I see it. <laughs> and that's what connections are about because once you have an idea and you know people are able to help you that's how things get done like that's how things get done so i love y'all ladies i love y'all we love you baby <laughs> hey but you know one thing you gotta do before you go what you is that gotta let the people know where they can find you sir <laughs> And this this t-shirt. Right. Sell the t-shirt. Okay, so this is Howard House t-shirt. I love it. She the H's. Howard House. Yeah. I give them away at all the events. So come to the event. You can get a shirt. Come fundraise with me. You can get a shirt. Donate money. You can get a shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sure. But you can find my Instagram at Who's House. Um, and IG, that is my go-to for the young people, for the youth. That's how we connect. For the older, um, for the parents who want to see what I'm involved in, what I do, what events I have, I have a website, whosehouse.org. And that's, that's W-H-O-S-H-H-O-U-S-E. So it's two H's in Who's House. And we're just ready to explore we're coming out with an event this summer. So a reading event because literacy is slacking after Corona. So come community, come on community. We need yeah. to learn how to read. Okay. It's just about typing it on a computer. Right. So we're having a literacy event this summer in Houston, Texas. And I'm just excited to see what I can do to help. That's it. I love it. Yes. Love, 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 love what it. you are doing. <laughs> love you. Love you. Thank you in person. balance real life so i'm trying to be, i'm trying to get it all in so i can soak it in because my next move is to be school board going to politics yes. really fight for my community. <laughs> I'm like, I, yes i'm looking at data and i'm analyzing the data i currently have um a internship with some police department here i can't say which one and i'm looking at data about teenage um arrest rates and what that's looking like in the next five years, what it looked like in the past three years. And I just want to say, especially black men, we're at a scary point. Mm. We're at a we're at a point that there's going to be no coming back from if we're not educated in what's happening. And that includes local voting. We just had local voting here in March 1st. And although they didn't advertise it because they didn't want us to vote this time, we, we have to do things like that because 
I, I know that now it has to be bigger and that's why I got out of the classroom. Now my voice has to be, no, I'm fighting for us and only us. I don't care that you're upset that it's only about the people who look like me or who live in my area, but no, you only care about yours. So we have to go into this my micromanagement of our own people. And that includes understanding laws. That includes understanding what politicians believe in. Right. That includes where you give your money to which neighborhood you spend it in, okay? Now, come on. So we need we need those things and that's the next goal is to go bigger and start talk, start talking my mess, okay? For real. You better. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. I love to hear this. Yes, beautiful. Beauty. Thank you. Thank you. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. I said I need some little, little clip thing, or a little shaker thing, <laughs> while she sings. Can you do it now? Hey! Give her the wings. We want to definitely thank our special guest mm-hmm. for this podcast. Special, 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 special thank you to our friend from the illustrious Clark. Dang, we know so many popping people from Clark, Clark Atlanta, Atlanta University. University. Okay. Oh my God. And like the connections that, you know, people told us the four years in college were going to be the best four years. Not that they were talking mess, but it was the best four years. We met some really dope folks. <laughs> That's four years of my life. But thank you, Josh, for taking time to meet with us and record with us. We had an awesome time recapping with you. You know, dang, when you see him since college days. That's what I'm saying. So much time has gone by, but to still be able to connect with the folks. Like no time has passed at all, you know? (laughs) Yes, yes. And it's amazing seeing him on Instagram and his songs and his little skits. skits and everything that he does on Instagram. So if you're not already, make sure that you're following Josh. Um, I think it's Josh Making Beats um, on his Instagram page. And yeah, show him some love. He's dope. He's dope. He's dope. Also, we want to give a special shot Somebody just gonna have to get married. That's the only way. Right. <laughs> that's the only way. I'm most likely that's gonna happen. Right. <laughs> Somebody gonna get married. We all gonna see each other. <laughs> oh my god! 
But yes, thank you to Josh and Tasha for setting it off on this podcast. Next announcement. Yay, yay. Yay, yay. We are now in the month of April, which means it is time for a brand new question of the month. And this month, our question of the month is, what was your go-to move in high school or college? Okay, we talking dance moves, y'all. What was you hitting? I, I did this a lot. I did this a lot. Yes. So this is not going to be the one I'm going to share. It was some was other moves. <laughs> oh, that was, that was hey, good. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But what was yours? What was yes, yours? please let, let us, us know. know. Send us some videos so we that can share so it on fun. our page. Yes. Please. That would be so much fun. Your go-to dance move from high school or college. It would be so much fun if I could find videos on my laptop of us. Like, if, if I could find videos of us dancing in the dorm or something. Yes. That would oh, be my cute. gosh. You got to share those. Yes. We have, yeah, we have, we have a lot of those. Yes. Or we could just do make a new one. <laughs> we should do a TikTok. Now we're doing TikToks. <laughs> but yes, please let us know. As always, if you become a member, you're going to be entered twice. And sometimes if we have a discount code that you're winning, you might get double that discount code. Maybe triple that discount code. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but it's a possibility. It's a possibility. You got to go to Happy. the page. Exactly. <laughs> go to our Instagram page or go to our YouTube page when we post up our answer for the question of the month and put your answers underneath yeah. so that you can automatically be entered to win. Yeah. Whatever it is that we're giving away. Yeah. <laughs> Check our page to find out. Yeah. <laughs> and our next announcement, I'm going off the heart. I think it's about merch, merch, merch. Yes, yes, yes. If you don't have any of our merch, if you're new to our podcast, new to our YouTube channel, we are poets. So we have two poetry books so far. Yes, we do. So far. So far. And we also have a journaling prompt book. Yes. So that's three books that we have. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have book bundles, but you know, you can go to our website and see what we have there. What we have here. What we have here. What we have. We also have some sweatshirts, some hoodies, Mm -hmm. some t-shirts. Yes, we do. And we have Mm -hmm. mugs. Oh, yes, we do. And other stuff. (laughs) We got pants, too. We got all about our buttons. I said buttons, but you said pants. Oh, no, I didn't. But we got pants. We do. Coming. Yeah. Oh, I just dropped that. You did. Oh, my bad. My bad. But we working. We working. We working. Oops. Book a little surprise. Coming soon. But yes, make sure that you're supporting us with our merch, merch, merch. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, as always, we have to thank y'all for tuning in and listening and sharing, letting us know what y'all think, giving us feedback, feedback. sending uh, poets our way, yes. for people that may oh. be interested in being on our show. Thank you for just always showing love and supporting us, especially, you know, I love to say this, especially if you've been supporting us since day one. All I'm talking about day one, day one, like IG live day one, okay? No, day one, day one. You talking about podcast day one? I'm talking about podcast day oh. one. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like IG live. Yes. And now we, we done went from IG live to podcasting before we had the mics and then we got <laughs> the mics and now we're doing video podcasting so y'all can see our faces yeah what and we're together growth right and we're together we were on two separate codes yeah, I remember this so yes oh gosh here we go we're not playing that one again. Um, 
But if you liked what you watched, y'all, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe yes, to our yes. podcast. Thank you so much for those who've been reposting us on your Instagram stories, also sharing our links to your families and friends and lovers and, lovers and friends. Tell me again. Tell me again, Monet. Again. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it really does a lot for us because we are indie artists. You know, we are independent women. We're not gonna go to another song. Oh, okay. I do that all the time. But um yeah, so thank you so much to those who have been supporting us from day one for our podcast, supporting us since 2016 when we first came out mm. with our, our buttons. Y'all hear that 2016 to, to be able to fund Love Loud and buy the books so that we can sell those and those who kept asking us what's coming next, what's coming next, you know, pushing us, pushing it to the limit. Oh, here we go. No, okay. It's time to bring this episode to a close, yeah, but we're starting to carry on. thank you, y'all. Thank you so much. <laughs> we could have a love loud period. We could. We could do that. Ooh, stop.